0: Hello and welcome to podcast number two of Who Knows. Uh, My name is Chris. Uh, I am the host of this show where we just uh, read things. It's pretty much what I'm going to be doing for all of these podcasts. Um, The last podcast that I did, I read a little excerpt about anarchism the difference differences between anarchism and libertarianism. Um, today, uh, we are going to be reading a book called "What If" by Randall Monroe. Um, Monroe. Uh, it is serious scientific answers to absurd hypothetical questions. Um, this book was given to me by a uh, friend, and. Um, I've I've skimmed through it a little bit, but I'm just going to pick some spot and read until I believe uh, my time is up. So, come along. Uh, I'll do my best to not mess up as much as I can, but I'm here to just do whatever. We're just going to be reading. All right, here we go. Let's see. I'm going to just go... Let's just go... uh, Okay, no, okay. This is a very interesting one. Okay, steak drop. We're on page 107 of a book called What If by Randall Munroe. Uh, about half, a little less than halfway through the book. All right, steak drop. Question, from what height would you need to drop a steak for it to be cooked when it hit the ground? uh looks like it was submitted by alex Lehay. all right the answer i hope you like your steaks, pittsburgh rare and you may need to defrost it after you pick it up things get really hot when they come back from space as they enter the atmosphere the air can't move out of the way fast enough and gets squished in front of the object and compressing air heats it up as a rule of thumb you start to notice compressive heating above about mach 2 which is why the Concorde had heat resistant material on the leading edge of its wings when skydiver felix bumgardner jumped from 39 kilometers he hit mach 1 around 30 kilometers this was enough to heat the air by a few degrees but the air was so far below freezing that it didn't make a difference early in his jump it was about minus 40 degrees which is that magical point where you don't have to clarify whether you mean Fahrenheit or Celsius. It's the same in both. (laughs) Okay. As far as I know, this steak question originally came up in a lengthy 4chan thread, which quickly disintegrated into poorly informed physics tirades intermixed with homophobic slurs. There was no clear conclusion. To try to get a better answer, I decided to run a series of simulations of a steak falling from various heights. An eight-ounce steak is about the size and shape of a hockey puck, so I based my stakes drag coefficients on those given on page 74 of The Physics of Hockey. OK, so I guess you would have to read that. Which author Alan Hatch actually measured personally using some lab equipment. OK, a steak isn't a hockey puck, but the precise drag coefficient turned out to not make a big difference in the result. Since answering these questions often includes analyzing unusual objects in extreme physical circumstances, Often, the only relevant research I can find is U.S. military studies from the Cold War era. Apparently, the U.S. government was shoveling tons of money at anything even loosely related to weapons research. To get an idea of how the air would hit, heat the stake, I looked at research papers on the heating of ICBM nose con- cones as they re-enter the ap- atmosphere. Two of the most useful were predictions of aerodynamic heating. Two of the most useful were predictions of aerodynamic heating on tactical missile domes and calculation of reentry vehicle temperature history. Lastly, I had to figure out exactly how quickly heat spreads through a steak. I started by looking at some papers from industrial food production that simulated heat flow through various pieces of meat. It took me a while to realize there was a much easier way to learn what combinations of time and temperature will effectively heat the various layers of a steak, check a cookbook. Jeff Potter's excellent book, Cooking for Geeks, provides a great introduction to the science of cooking meat and explains what ranges of heat produce what effects in steak and why. Cook's The Science of Good Cooking was also helpful. Putting it all together, I found that the steak will accelerate quickly until it reaches an altitude of about 30 to 50 kilometers, at which point the air gets thick enough to start slowing it back down. The falling stakes speed would steadily drop as the air gets thicker. No matter how fast it was going when it reached the lower layers of the atmosphere, it would quickly slow slow down to terminal velocity. No matter the starting height, it always takes six or seven minutes to drop from 25 kilometers to the ground. For much of those 25 kilometers, the air temperature is below freezing, which means the stake will spend six or seven minutes subjected to a relentless blast of sub-zero hurricane-force winds. Even if it's cooked by the fall, you'll probably have to defrost it when it lands. When the stake does finally hit the ground, it will be traveling at terminal velocity about 30 meters per second. To get an idea of what this means, imagine a stake flung at the ground by a major league pitcher. If the stake is even partially frozen, it could easily shatter. However, if it lands in the water, mud, or leaves, it would probably be fine. A stake drop from 39 kilometers will, unlike Felix, probably stay below the sound barrier. It also won't be appreciably heated. This makes sense. After all, Felix's suit wasn't scorched when he landed. Okay, and then there's a little diagram Stake speed, stake altitude, impacts. Okay. Stakes can probably survive breaking the sound barrier in addition to Felix In addition to f- Okay. Sorry guys, this is only my second episode, so bear with me. Stakes can probably survive breaking the sound barrier in addition to Felix pilots. In addition to Felix pilots have ejected at supersonic speeds and live to tell about it. To break the sound barrier, you'll need to drop a steak from about 50 kilometers. But this still isn't enough to cook it. We need to go higher. If dropped from 70 kilometers, the steak will go fast enough to be briefly blasted by 350 degrees Fahrenheit air. Unfortunately, this blast of thin, wispy air barely lasts a minute. And anyone with some basic kitchen experience can tell you that a steak placed in the oven at 350 for 60 seconds isn't good enough to be cooked. From 100 kilometers, the formally defined edge of space the picture is not much better. The steak spends a minute and, a, and a, half, a minute and a half over Mach two, and the outer surface will li- likely be singed, but the heat is too quickly replaced by the icy stratospheric blast for it to actually be cooked. At supersonic and hypersonic at supersonic and hypersonic speeds a shock wave forms around the steak that helps protect it from the faster and faster winds the exact characteristics of the shock front and thus the mechanical stress on the steak depend on how an uncooked eight ounce filet tumbles at hyperspon- hypersonic speeds i searched the literature but was an- unable to find any research on this for the sake of this simulation i assume that at lower speeds, some type of vortex shedding vortex shedding creates a flipping tumble while at hyperspo- hypersonic speeds, it is squished into a semi-stable spheroid shape. However, this is a little more than a wild guess. If anyone puts a stake in, hypersonic wind, in a hypersonic wind tunnel to get better data on this, please send me the video. If you drop the stake from 250 kilometers, things start to heat up. 250 kilometers puts us in the range of low Earth orbit. However, the steak, since it's dropped from a standstill, isn't moving nearly as fast as an object re-entering from orbit. In this scenario, the steak reaches a top speed of Mach 6, and the outer surface may even get pleasantly seared. The inside, unfortunately, is still uncooked. Unless, that is, it goes into a hypersonic tumble and explodes into chunks. From higher altitudes, the heat starts to get really substantial. The shock wave in front of the stake reaches thousands of degrees Fahrenheit or Celsius. It's true in both. The problem with this level of heat is that it burns the surface layer completely, converting it to little more than carbon. That is, it becomes charred. Okay. Charring. Charred charring is a normal consequence of dropping meat in a fire the problem with charring meat at hypersonic speeds is that the charred layer doesn't have much structural integrity and is blasted off by the wind exposing a new layer to be charred if the heat is high enough it will simply blast the surface layer off as it flash cooks it this is referred to in the icbm papers as the ablation zone even from those heights the steak still doesn't spend enough time in the heat to get cooked all the way through we can try higher and higher speeds and we might lengthen the exposure time via dropping it at an angle from orbit but if the temperature is high enough or the burn time long enough the steak will slowly disintegrate as the outer layers repeatedly charred and blasted off if most of the steak makes it to the ground the inside will still be raw which is why we should drop the steak over pittsburgh as the problem as the probably apocryphal story goes steelworkers in pittsburgh would cook steaks by slapping them on the ground on the glowing metal surfaces coming out of the foundry searing the outside while leaving the inside raw this is supposedly the origin of the term pittsburgh rare so drop your steak from a suborbital rocket send out a collection team to recover it brush it off reheat it cut away any badly charged sections and dig in just watch out for salmonella and the andromeda stream interesting okay well cool that's fun um yeah this is number two i uh this is just how it's gonna go i'm just gonna read and if you want to listen you listen if you don't nope, moving on um I usually have my coffee and it's always pretty good so uh that's all for now thanks